Welcome back. Today I'm sharing a poem and a journal entry that was shared with me from a listener and hopes it will be helpful for people to know that they're not alone, that they're not crazy. And um, this is in terms of being with a narcissistic person. So the poem is called Crazy Making. And it goes like this. He can't be bothered to close a cupboard or a drawer. He'll tell you stories about his past that he's told you a million times before. He hijacks all of my personal things like lotion, sunglasses, bracelets, and rings. He never cooks, but he sure likes to eat. He'll turn off the air conditioner in 110 degree heat. He washes the dishes, then they dry dirty, with food bits and crusty sauce. He puts the dishes away in all of the wrong spots. Then he will insist he doesn't know where they go or that he forgot. Where anything goes in this tiny house. He complains that he can't keep up with the messes that are all about. He spends all of his time on my computer writing and reading and rereading his life story. I clean and I cook and I wait on him hand and foot with no validation and no glory. I come home from work, sore back, numb paws. He makes his needs known. He wants a massage. Every night when I get home, he'll ask me what's for dinner. We both work hard, but he gets home earlier. He redirects every conversation back onto he, whether I speak of the news or the future of cheese. He shames my humor and my body shape. He is passive aggressive and filled with hate. He lives in his past as his life passes by. His alcoholism has yellowed the whites of his eyes. He complains about pets, the pool, the sun, the moon. Then he insults my cooking when I serve him his food. He's off work at four and I'm off at eight. He waits for me to cook and bring him his plate. He's finicky, he's fussy, he's high maintenance. Takes my beauty products and then complains of the scent. He's a penny pincher, a cheapskate, complains about price. I pay for groceries and outings and anything nice. Then he claims it as his and complains only as he could. If we don't eat it, enjoy it, or care for it as he thinks we should. He's an angry bastard in his cave, but when others come around, he has a happy face. Nobody would believe me if I told them the truth, because he's a narcissist and he's got everybody fooled. Aside from the mortgage, I pay for everything, yet he says that he's let me live here completely free. I pay all of the bills, the groceries, the food. I pay for our clothes and our cell phones too. I pay for concerts, hotels, his children's birthday gifts, and for every party that we throw. I pay for everything you could think of that could make a house a home. 
I do all the repairs of a handyman, from the garbage disposal to the toilets and ceiling fans. He acts helpless in the face of everything. Then I do it, and he inserts that magical word, we. You think I'm crazy when I'm about to blow, because he's such a great man with a heart of gold. While all those great things he masterfully mimics, you're a flying monkey to the narcissistic. He drinks my $60 wine and replaces it with a $5 bottle. He buys vodka and hides it in his bathroom cupboard bottom. Not one day passes that he doesn't get completely sauced. He's always passed out on the couch by three o'clock. And when the day comes that I finally walk away, I can just imagine the story that he will paint. He'll accuse me of all the things that he has done to me, that I used him for his money and I lived here for free, that I was a horrible housekeeper and a terrible cook, that I never loved him or gave. I just took, took, took. That bastard pulled off the best con of his life. Love bomb a woman and pretend she's your wife. Sorry, dude. I'm not your retirement plan. I'm planning my escape just as fast as I can. My true love awaits me out there somewhere. And you holding me hostage, well, that's just not fair. And then the journal entries that go with it how many of those things could you relate to when you heard that poem how many of the crazy making tools have you experienced with a narcissist and now a few journal entries he was struggling to open his laptop to get into it so I fixed it for him he couldn't retrieve some, some stuff that he had been working on. I grabbed his, his laptop again and I tried to find it and I accidentally found a page he left open on the internet. He had been sex chatting via video with somebody who called herself Latino Lover. The video was freeze framed and she was naked and it said the session had ended. The world is engulfed in COVID-19. We're confined to our homes and it feels like the end of the world. I was trying to cope with that and I thought I was doing fine. I was also almost to the point of trusting him again and feeling like maybe there was a little attraction coming back. We had been mildly flirting with one another here and there. Hell, I even told him that I loved him, something I haven't said in a very long time. He didn't say it back. Seeing that he had that video sex chat with a naked woman was like a dagger through my heart. Fucking snake cannot be trusted. What a disgusting fucking pig. I despise him right now. That piece of shit has broken my heart countless times with his porn addiction, with his obsession with Latino lover women. But to him, it's nothing, because to him, I am nothing. I obviously don't matter to him. 
He knows it's hurtful, but he will never stop. <coughs> Here's another entry. Unheard, unseen, day after day. I am invisible. I find myself blurting out something benign, such as, guess who just sent me a text? Or, ooh, I really like this song. Or I'll say, hey, can you help me for a minute? Only to find no response, silence, and he has earbuds in his ears, and he's on his phone. He'll take one out and say, what? Or he won't hear me at all, and I'll say to myself, oh yeah, I forgot. I'm invisible. When I put my earbuds in my ears to listen to an audiobook or music, he's in my face wanting to talk to me to the point where I take them out and I listen. The topic is always him or his own interests, or he will energetically corner me and I will pause my book or whatever I'm listening to not really interested in what he's saying because it is almost always a rerun from yesterday or last night. Repetitive stories irritate the shit out of me and he's aware. When he asks me something and I tell him the answer, he must hear wah, 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 like Charlie Brown's teacher. He asked me how, how to paint somebody's hair on a painting on a canvas. He hardly looked at me, continuously overtalked me. One week later, he looked at me and he said, I need to learn how to paint hair on a canvas. I just can't figure out how to do it. When I began to demonstrate and explain it again, he said, Oh, remember that one time we went to that painting party? Didn't that guy say you have to use a lot of water? And I said, when we did the painting party, we were painting palm trees, not hair. I stopped trying to demonstrate because he wasn't even looking at what I was doing. And he was talking over me with one earbud in his ear, also listening to something on his phone. Another example was, I filled up his hand soap dispenser in his bathroom he thanked me profusely because he said he had been out of soap for months. I told him, just put in some body wash or dish soap. That's what I do in my bathroom. One, one week later, he told me, I had to buy some bar soap because I'm out of soap. <laughs> Another example, I waved my hands around to get his attention. He took one of his earbuds out. I asked him to help me test Zoom for video meetings. I said, I sent you an email, just click the link on the email from your laptop and um, it will join you to my meeting. He went into the other room and dead silence. Five minutes, 10 minutes. I asked if he found the email yet. He walked in the room holding his phone, looking very confused. And he said, I can't find you on Facebook. I said, why are you on Facebook on your phone? And he said, well, I'm trying to join your Zoom meeting. And I said, you should be opening the link from your laptop, from your email. He said, I did, but um, it's, on face it's not on Facebook at all. 
and I said, open your email. The link is above where it says, I invited you to a Zoom meeting. Right in the subject line of the email, it will say Zoom test. You click the link and it will join you. He continued to stare at his phone. He said, I can't find it. It's not on Facebook. I felt like I was stuck in one of those who's on first sketches with a full-blown retard. (laughs) Another example. I have shown him numerous times where the dishes go by helping him unload the dishwasher. I continue to find bowls where the pots and pans belong and the lids to them where the plates belong and pots and pans lining the countertops because he doesn't know where they belong. Yet when I have everything put away, he knows right where to look to find what he wants. I feel like I'm going crazy. Another example. I told him several times over the impeachment that Pelosi is next in line for president if she can remove Trump and Pence, and that's likely why she's pushing so hard to do it. He disagreed every time I mentioned it, saying, no, that can't be right. She's not up to be president if they're gone. Yesterday, he was glued to his phone, and he blurted out, oh, wow, my friend just posted on Facebook that Pelosi would be next in line to become president if she gets Trump and Pence out. Next in line, I had no idea. When information gets to him from a man, he listens. But when it is from me or any other woman, he will tune it out and disregard it. So, listening to these journal entries and the accompanying poem, you can tell that this man that she's dealing with is a misogynist and a narcissist. You can tell, you may be shaking your head thinking nobody's that stupid. And you're right, nobody's that stupid. Um, When somebody is pretending to be stupid and helpless so that you'll do everything for them, that's just another manipulation tactic, pretending you're stupid. And a lot of men will confess if asked. Um, Maybe if you've been with a man who always loads the dishwasher wrong and puts the dishes away wrong. If, if he's an honest man and he's not a narcissist and you say, you did that so that I would kick you out of the kitchen, huh? They'll smile. They'll laugh. They know they, they know they can get out of it, but, um, you've taken over. So you don't ask them to help anymore in the kitchen aside from maybe taking the trash out, but you can see where he, um, He just, this guy, he just really torments this person psychologically. And no matter what she says to him, he just doesn't hear her. He doesn't feel like she's important enough to take his earbuds out and actually have a conversation with her. And when she's trying to tell him something, it can be anything. He tunes her out so bad that he just doesn't listen. There's another... um, small journal entry that says that she cooked a steak, a really big steak, and she put some uh, hatch green chili uh, powder on it that was spicy. And then she put garlic on it and some a little bit of olive oil and butter and salt and pepper. And she cooked this steak really low and slow and it came out tender and really good. Anyway, the flavor was 
awesome. So she cut it into slices and she went in and sat down in the living room with like four little slices of it to sample it so she could decide what she might want to do with it. You know, um, did she want to make side dishes? Did she want to, what was she going to do? So she was sampling it and he was on the couch drunk and he said, what is that? And she said, oh, it's a steak. I cooked it with hatch green chili powder and garlic powder and pepper and salt and the flavor's really good. And he said, oh, and then he went into the kitchen and got some steak and he came in and sat down. This was a two minute period of time from when she told him, not even two minutes, maybe 20 seconds from from the time she told him how she cooked it to the time he retrieved some and sat down. 20 seconds or so had passed. He took a bite and said, oh my God, this flavor is incredible, it's so good. And then he looked at her and said, did you use hatch green chili to cook this? Cause it tastes like it. And she just sat there quietly. And all she could come up with to say was, uh, yeah. So in this narcissistic relationship, this guy is, he's pretty overt. He's trying to be covert. He's trying to be sneaky and pretend he's helpless or that he didn't hear her or whatever, but it's kind of overt. He's almost like a bully who is subconsciously laughing in her face like, ha, 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 I'm not listening to you. I don't care about you. Um, yeah, so I can I can definitely relate to these journal entries and this poetry and these are all red flags too if you're in the beginning of a relationship and somebody starts acting like this they go from they're doting they cook for you all these things and then all of a sudden they stop doting on you and they completely forgot how to cook and they don't know how to clean and they don't hear a damn word you say and they make it blatantly obvious that they don't care and they're not listening it's time for you to give up. It's time for you to move on. You're worth so much more than that. So if you are in that situation, I hope that you get out quickly. I hope you focus on very high levels of self-care. And I hope that you know that it has nothing to do with you. When people treat you like this, it has nothing to do with you everything to do with them people like that suck so unfortunately you were duped and that's that's okay and you also may want to look at the codependency traits checklist google codependency start reading every article you can find get the book codependent no more because if you're in a relationship with somebody like this you are definitely struggling with some codependency traits that you need to clean up in order to get yourself more empowered to a point where you won't fall for this again. And if you have been in a situation like this, you will recognize one of these son of a bitches the next time you meet them. They won't be able to get too much past you. You will feel it in your bones. You'll know that this guy 
is one of those guys. You'll just know. There's no mistaking it. So, hope this was helpful. Go take a listen to the Narcissist episodes if you haven't already. And educate yourself as much as possible. And remember, how people make you feel or how you make others feel says everything about you. So if you're with somebody like this who makes you feel invisible, who makes you feel unheard, unimportant, and frankly unwelcome, that tells you everything you need to know about that person. Make great choices today. Think good thoughts. And remember the law of attraction. You are the creator of your universe. So find things to be grateful for. No complaining. Have a great day. Thanks.